Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, where food, fitness, and mental health come to hang out. Nutrition, training, and life. It's all fair game on MTK, Meathead Test Kitchen. Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, a podcast where we strive to balance being exceptionally fit with being a social human. I'm Sasha. I'm Sadie. And the holidays are among us as we've been covering for the last few episodes. And no matter what you celebrate, you're going to end up at a party for some ki- of some kind, which begs the question, if I'm trying to stay within my macros or stick to my healthier lifestyle, what the fuck do I eat while I'm there? Well, hang on, because we're going to give you a crash course on how to party like a meathead. Oh, the the question forever everyone is always asking, I feel like, is, well, what the fuck do I do when I want to have goals and be social? And mm-hmm. Honestly, like that is the fucking code that you need to crack. Like first it's figuring out, you know, what workout you like or, you know, what you like to eat. That's like the most important code to crack. But like your fitness journey is a fucking never ending series of puzzles. It's like a Resident Evil game. Like Mm -hmm. you're just forever fucking trying to figure out what's going on around you with the shit that's around you doing whatever. So like your fitness and your nutrition is no different and you need to kind of take some things into stock when you're doing these things. So we're going to talk about that, what you should look for, what you need to do, how you prep for it, what you do when you're there, a couple other little tidbits that we've learned on our way to pass it on to you. So let's get to it. Learn how to fucking party like a meathead. Where's (laughs) Andrew WK? Party to you, pew. (laughs) Did I tell you about the time we invited him to our Christmas party? Uh, No. Mm. We sent him an invite to our Christmas party, the legendary Christmas party where I repainted the beercade bathroom stall in the basement. That one. We invited Andrew WK to that party. Nice. He couldn't come. He had a show. I was sad. He's like, I totally go, though. I was like, you totally wouldn't. But thanks for telling me that you would. It made me feel cool for five minutes. <laughs> so before you go to the party, make sure that you have a high protein snack. Now, I know you don't want to ruin your meal that you're about to pay a lot of money for that your company paid a lot of money for. I get that. But a handful of nuts, some veggies, some hummus or fruit with like a tablespoon or two or nut butter. They're all banger snacks before you go to a holiday party. You're going to be less tempted by shit that's going to fill you up fast and be cheap calories like crackers, cheese, Mm -hmm. crackers and cheese are delicious. But if you are already like paying attention to your caloric intake, the last thing you want to do is burn 700 calories on goddamn Ritz crackers. Right. Which isn't going (laughs) to keep you full at all. Um, Make sure, though, that you're also not just straight up skipping meals or having your snacks for the day, saving up in the bunny ears, um, your appetite for later or, you know, trying to, I hate, I used to do this. And so like, it's like, as I'm talking through it is really annoying to me because I, I wouldn't eat all day. And then I would just gorge myself on a bunch of calorically, like, I don't know, just not great healthy food. Um, so saving your appetite for later or trying to limit your calories can lead to low blood sugar, intense food cravings and overeating. Yeah, it sets you up for binging and purging. And that is something that we don't want to do. Now, we're not saying that if you skip meals, you're going to have an eating disorder, but it can lead to disordered eating and disordered eating leads to eating disorders. And you want to avoid all of those things altogether because they're fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. Signed us and yeah. millions of other people that have fucking dealt with disordered eating and all the fucking psychological and physical bullshit that goes with it. Just avoid it if you can. You don't want to yeah. do it. It's not fun. You don't have to like punish yourself or pre... <laughs> I feel like starving, well, not starving, but saving your appetite or skipping meals because you want to eat a bunch of food later that you know might not be as nutritionally dense as you're used to eating. Like you're setting, you're setting yourself up for failure from the get go. Yeah. Because as we know, just 
it being human beings, if you're skipping meals and then you go into a situation super hungry, even if it's grocery shopping, you're going to buy or indulge in a bunch of things that you normally wouldn't just because you're very hungry. And diet culture has told us this as well. And it's not that they're feeding us bullshit. There is scientific fact behind it that when you go into the grocery store, when you're hungry, you're more likely to just buy shit that sounds good at the time versus Mm -hmm. making an actual plan and then, you know, going and executing said plan. So, like, if you've heard that before, it's not just random bullshit that somebody pulled out of their ass. There actually is fact to it. We'll find one of those fucking studies and put it in the show notes this week at mehadtestkitchen.com. But, like, another option is to, you know, like, try to be mindful. We also know that, you know, eating at a party, like, don't not eat because you're hungry and you're at the party because there's not healthy options. Like, we know that there is good in pretty much everything out there in the world and your food is no different. You're still going to get nutritional value from that meal you're about to eat. And guess what? It's probably going to taste really fucking good, especially if it's not the most healthy thing for you, because that means it's going to be awesome. Right, so right. like, like it's going to be good. Enjoy it. And if you do have, you know, a meal where you go a little bit over your caloric count, who gives a fuck, man? Start over tomorrow. Like 500 calories in one like meal because you had cheese on your french fries because they had poutine. They had a fucking poutine bar at your Christmas party. Like, don't pass that shit up. When are you going to see another fucking poutine bar in your life? Eat the shit out of that fucking poutine. Enjoy it. And then get fucking back back to work tomorrow. Like, you know, and the other thing is like, when you, when you have your mind preoccupied, when you eat, you're more likely to overeat. And there's a lot of science that goes behind that too. So sometimes we graze because we're being social. You just mindlessly are sitting there shoving shit into your mouth and we eat because we're anxious. So be aware of this as much as you can, because if you're a socially anxious person, what up Mario? How are you buddy? My friends, if you're a socially awkward or like socially anxious person, like, hello, uh, I constantly have something in my hand, in my mouth or in front of my face when I am out in public. Like I go to the grocery store and I have my phone in my face the entire time because I need something mindlessly to do because I'm fucking anxious that I'm out in public. Exactly. And so, if you're f- go ahead. Mm. As I say, so just keep that in mind when you're like, you know, taking stock of how you're going to approach the situation. Absolutely. And if, if you're feeling anxious about what you're about to attend, whatever the event might be, attempt to lower your stress by doing a stress reducing activity. Like we did that whole episode on preparing mentally to go to an event, but we're going to mention it again here in case you missed it. And if you did miss it, we spent the entire mental health check episode focusing on that very topic. So something like a brief meditation or a walk, watch something funny, like a funny video, um, drink some herbal tea, um, make sure that you drink enough water, stuff like that. I put in, make sure you drink enough water because when you make sure that you're hydrated, you're less, also less likely to overindulge in food. It's true. Uh, Your body sometimes can't discern the difference between being thirsty and being hungry. So if you think you're hungry all the time, try drinking some water. I know it sounds fucking bad as shit, but it's been proven that your body can confuse hunger and thirst. Mm -hmm. So like if you're if you're like, God damn it, I'm still fucking hungry. Have a glass of water. You might just be fucking thirsty. So for some of us, high stress can increase your hormones, and that's been proven with cortisol. Um, But the hunger hormone, ghrelin, which is linked to increased appetite, can also show up to the party. So stress can contribute to your cravings that lead to us craving foods that are going to be either sweeter, saltier, or fattier. Mm -hmm. Those are our three comfort, like, food palate things. Is it sweet? Is it salty? Is it fatty? Can I get all three of those in one? A fucking churro. Yes, you can. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So just be aware of that. Like, if you are just mindful of the fact that this is, you know, sometimes it can be a stressful situation or anxiety filled. Like example, I went to a holiday party last night and I was anxious. 
So I tried to take stock of that heading into that situation just so that I, you know, I acknowledged the the fact that I was a little anxious and then made a plan for when I got there on which areas, like I walked in and I surveyed the land. Okay. (laughs) Sweets are over here. This stuff's over here. The healthier, you know, more nutritionally dense options are at the beginning of the line. So let, I'm going to start there type of a thing, kind of keeping in mind, like lay of the land when you get there too, you know, yourself, you know, the things that you're going to graze on. So maybe have a plan of action for about where you're going to stand and talk to people. Don't camp out by the deviled eggs. Yeah. Or do. Or do. (laughs) I would. Right. Make sure that you get a good night's sleep the night before. Yes. Hi. Get some fucking sleep. (laughs) Remember in the episode a couple weeks back when we talked about it being easier to make more nutritionally, you know, favorable or however you want to work it. I don't like saying good or bad or healthy or non-healthy because there are better options and there are less better options. Exactly. And that's where it's at. Yeah. More nutritionally sound food choices when Mm -hmm. you get enough sleep. So, hi, we're back. (laughs) If you missed that episode, go listen to it. It's Sleep the Unsung Hero. We literally just talk about why sleep is good. If you didn't know, (laughs) when you're tired, it can affect your hormone levels, including the one that controls appetite. So like when I'm tired, I know that I crave sugary foods or higher in fat options. That's just me. Those foods can trigger, trigger an immediate release of serotonin and dopamine, but it also makes turning away from less nutritionally dense food at a party more difficult. Especially if you've got booze in the equation too. Because yes. if you're drinking, your inhibitions are you like your decision making when you're drunk is not very good. To right. Like spoiler alert. Uh, I, if you think that you're a smart drunk, no, <laughs> <laughs> you are not. You are smarter than the rest of them that you hang out with, but y'all are not smart. booze makes you sloppy a short story from someone that used to be a fucking drunk (laughs) Um, but if you know that you're a post-drink snacker have a healthy meal or a snack prepared when you come home after the event hello okay so if you don't plan and have yourself a snack on the way home there is a friend for you and that friend is our old friend taco bell taco bell has been surviving like so many drunk nights for all of us for i don't know ever Mm -hmm. like and here's the reason why Taco Bell is great because, yeah, you can make Taco Bell as like slutty or as proper as you want to make it. You can get fucking down and dirty with the cheese and sour cream bean covered nacho fries or you can get like a chicken hard shell taco that's going to have chicken and lettuce and a little bit of sour cream and some cheese and some tomatoes. And that's like a fucking well-balanced snack right there. You've got carbs, you've got fat, you've got protein, you've got vegetables. Boom. Taco Bell, not an endorsement. We love Taco Bell. Taco Bell, if you want to endorse the fucking podcast, well, you can send us an email. Hello at meheadtestkitchen.com. You're less likely to grab for fast food or a less nutritionally dense snack after you get home. Now, if you go out and surprise you got drunk, it happens. Mm-hmm. Go to Taco Bell. <laughs> get something that's not terrible if you don't have food at home. Like, And, and Taco Bell is pretty inexpensive. You can get food for two people for like 10 to 12 bucks. Yeah, exactly. So. Um. I put in the the bit about preparing a snack because I know personally for me when I've done that in the past, like I'm focused on that then when I get home mm-hmm. and it's already right there in the fridge waiting for me. Um, the other th- another thing that you can do while you're at the party is bring some gum. Ooh, Subconsciously, yeah. you're less likely to graze and be just you know mindlessly putting things in your mouth if your mouth is preoccupied. You don't even have to think about it. Mm-hmm. Yes. The, or if you can't chew gum, chew on a straw. 
or like, yeah, you know, or like or, a, a hard candy, a suck on a hard candy. Yeah. Yeah. You've got options. So, okay. So that's pregame. So how do you get ready for it? We have told you that. So now let's go to the fucking party. Let's eat. So use the five S's of mindful eating. Now this is kind of corny. Um, I will admit it sounds really corny. I didn't fucking make it up. I lifted it out of an article because I thought it was useful. So <laughs> here they are. Sit down, savor, slowly chew, stay in the moment with a deep breath and smile. Now, I know the last two sound really fucking like crunchy, like fucking hippie yoga shit. But like the smile helps you pause for a moment while you decide if you want to take another bite of food and you should enjoy your food. So yes, savor it. Stay in the moment. Enjoy it. Eat it. And then, you know, reflect on how fucking delicious it is and how you didn't have to cook it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I did last night? Speaking of the smile thing, I didn't have any sweets last night, which for me really? is like, Damn. except for this one little piece of like caramel almond bark, which was freaking Ooh. amazing. I need to find the recipe for it because it was very good. Someone was like, oh, you got to try this. So I grabbed one piece. I had it. I smiled. I enjoyed it. And then I moved away from the sweets table. <laughs> this is good, but this is trouble. So exactly. I'm out. Exactly. <laughs> um, remember the hand measure method. It'll be super helpful if you don't want to drag your food scale, which is I mean, do what you want, but you can, I'm not saying don't, but yeah, you don't <laughs> um, want to be the extra, extra, extra like person. The point is to like go there and enjoy yourself. Like mm -hmm. don't bring your food scale. If you want to bring your food scale, but don't feel like you have to yeah. quick yeah. reminder, palm size protein. That's any person, your palm, um, fist size serving of vegetables, cupped hand of carbs and a thumb size serving of fat. Yep. And the hand measure method is great because our hands are all different. They're all relative to our body size. And this is why the hand measure is cool because it's like, okay, well, you're going to eat till you're full and you're going to use this as your measurement instead of actually, you know, fucking delving out grains of rice onto a scale. Mm -hmm. Slightly less neurotic, which is probably better for you in the long run. But um, you can also pick a smaller plate because you crave less if you see less. So smaller plates are going to help you with your portion control. There is science behind this as well. Um, and it's especially a great strategy for the all-you-can-eat buffet because, oh, my God. Mira cabron. I get to the fucking buffet and I see that goddamn jello fluff. It doesn't matter what color or what flavor it is. If it is cool whip and fucking jello and you mix it together and it makes that like I don't know. It's like the top of like poor cake. You know how it's like that weird foamy like creamy mm -hmm. gelatin. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm such a fucking sucker for that. And if I see that, I am immediately going to that on the fucking buffet line and filling my plate with that before I eat anything else. Don't be like Sadie. Sadie's an <laughs> idiot. <laughs> a study too from Cornell University says that the first three items in a buffet line are likely to take up 65% of your plate just because you see them first. Ooh, That's what I was talking about. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was <laughs> talking about earlier by surveying the land survey where things are you don't have to start at the beginning of the of the line you can start at whatever place in the line you want to yep. um, this leaves little room for things that you really want and makes a second helping more likely so cut down on over eating and promote mindful eating by doing a tour of the entire buffet before you fill your plate yeah because you're gonna see that thing like so okay if you go to the casino buffet because god damn it i fucking love a casino buffet they're like top tier if you are a buffet slut casino buffets in vegas are like the way to go um but it, i will go there and i will get the giantest fucking plate i can get because this goddamn buffet cost me 65 dollars to be here for two hours and <laughs> i will go just fill it with like the whole slab of prime rib on one half of the plate and then the other half of the plate is fucking mashed potatoes and i'm like Mm -hmm. I'm not going to eat all this. 
The but here first it is, thing I, I do at any buffet, and I've always done it this way, and I always eat that in this order because I'm probably neurotic. <laughs> I I always start with a salad. Even if it's too. the if it's the big plate, I will I fill like half of it up. And even if it's a bowl, like at a family, you know, dinner or something, I always eat my vegetables first. I don't know why. I just do that. And then it's protein and then it's the carb. I don't know why. The salad is a sliding scale for me, depending on how much the buffet is and what's there. But usually I try to start with lettuce, even though people are like, what are you doing? You're filling yourself up with cheap shit. And I'm like, yeah, but it tastes good. Yeah. I love salad. <laughs> salad bar salad is top tier fucking shit, man. It is. I don't know what it is about a salad bar salad, but it just tastes fucking better than one you make at home. And I don't the, know why. It's the dressing is always better. They got uh, the bacon bits and the sunflower Well, I mean, I know seeds. what dressing they use. Like a lot of food service places use Hellman's brand salad dressing. Spoiler alert. Um, Which is, I'm just saying but, like, yeah. No, I know. But yeah, it's just like, I have all this shit at home, but it never tastes as good. Mm-hmm. Why? Like, I don't know. Yeah. We have salad at home, but it's not as good, Phil. I'm going to eat this one because I paid $70 for it. Like we would go to Texas de Brazil, which if you've never been to Texas de Brazil before, it's like meat sweat palooza. Um, They bring you meat on a fucking. So you get like you get like a coaster and one side is red and the other side is green. So you throw the green side up on the table and that means give me some more meat, motherfucker. And they show up with these goddamn fucking sabers with meat loaded on them and giant knives and they just like slice that shit on your plate. And they're like, all right, bye. And like, I will go there and I will get a salad and everyone's always laughing at me. They're like, girl, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. I want a salad before I go have beet sweats. Right. I need a vegetable. I want some (laughs) vitamins in my meal right now. (laughs) I'm going to have to poop later. There's no fiber in that fucking steak I'm going (laughs) to eat. (laughs) Exactly. But you should also think about eating your favorite food last. They do say save the best for last. And there is some truth to that because there is a study that is in the Journal of Appetite that suggests that you remember the last bit of food you eat the best. So set it off on a high note. And this also will prevent you from eating more later because your experience is still fresh in your mind. And mentally, you're satisfied because you got to finish your meal with your favorite thing. What sucks more than having a disappointing end to a fucking meal? Yeah, exactly. Seriously, it's it's terrible. It's so like you're just like that, mm, man. Really? I don't yeah, know. I'm yeah. I'm like that. I'm weird like that. Maybe other people just shove it in their face, move on with their day, and don't care. But I am not like that. <laughs> Make sure that you've resigned from the clean plate club. A lot of us, especially our age, were brought up to finish every single thing on your plate, or you were not allowed to leave the table until you did. What a terrible fucking mindset and way to set people up with disordered eating. My fucking God. Thank you, 90s. Yeah. Consid- How many hours did you, did I spend at my grandparents' table at my dad's parents' house, dude? Because I wouldn't fucking eat. They'd give me a giant plate and I'm like six. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. not going to eat as much as a fucking 35-year-old man. What are you doing? Exactly. Always take into consideration that you can take any leftovers to go if you want to experience them again later or just leave the last couple bites. No one's going to get upset with you because you honored your fullness. Yeah, and you're not wasting food if you left two bites on the plate. Let's be real. It's okay. Sometimes you're just not fucking hungry anymore. Exactly. No sense in being miserable. I did that the other night. We had steak and it was really good. Like I got one of those like inch and a half cut ones from Fairway. And uh, it was fucking awesome. But I left like, I don't know, probably that much of the steak on the table because I was like, I can't eat anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, If I eat the rest of that, I'm going to feel fucking miserable and feels like, leave it. It's fine, dude. You ate the other fucking 12 ounces of your half of the steak. I was like, yeah, you're right. So yeah. it, it's okay. You're not wasting food. 
you can always ask for a to-go box. If they don't have a to-go box, then that's their problem and not yours. Right. So and if you're at somebody's house, like it's fine. Like they're not going to look at you with the downturned nose and like Kubrick stare you because you didn't eat your fucking fourth full plate of food. It's fine. You're the overture from Clockwork, <laughs> Clockwork Orange in the background. You're going to die. You're fine. <laughs> How you die at a potluck. Uh, no, but as long as you like, just listen to your body. We say that a lot because it's really a fucking good piece of advice. Listen to your body, not just when you're eating, not just when you're working out, but in all things, your body gives you cues 24, seven, 365. You should pay attention to them. It's how you regulate your shit. Um, mm -hmm. but so yeah, when you're done eating and then you've got dessert and then you've got drinks, well, what about those drinks? So let's talk about that because drinking is Drinking while you're chasing fitness and nutrition goals is a fucking art. Really, it truly is because you have a lot to balance. You're doing something that is completely counterintuitive to what you're trying to do. And if you can mm -hmm. find that balance, congratulations. I could not. Yeah. <laughs> I could not. It didn't work for me. I was constantly either hungover and didn't want to go to the gym. Like, it just didn't work for me. So I quit drinking. A, my body didn't like it anymore. B, it wasn't fucking benefiting me in any way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. So when you go and you do drinks, opt for less sugary options. Now, this doesn't just include alcoholic drinks because there are plenty of mocktail options out there yes. now these days as well. So go for something with diet soda if you can tolerate it. Diet soda is not going to kill you. Diet soda does have artificial sweeteners that can fuck with you if you deal with a lot of migraines or if you have stomach sensitivity issues. Otherwise, you can have that fucking diet Jack and Coke. Mm -hmm. No one's going to care. Um, mm -hmm. Lower sugar juices. Now, a lot of times if you go to the bar and you ask for like a well drink, if you want like Malibu and pineapple juice, you're getting full, full unleaded pineapple juice mm -hmm. um you can ask for lower sugar juices if they don't have them that's okay still have your fucking drink and enjoy your night exactly. um if you're going to a party where you are bringing your own mixers however get the half sugar juice because there's gonna probably be sugar in that alcohol yes if you're doing a mixed drink yeah and remember when you drink just as a disclaimer at the top just so you know what your body is doing with this alcohol when you're consuming it just so mm -hmm. you're aware I'm not trying to persuade anybody one direction or the other. Do what you want. You are an adult. You but can do what the fuck you want, man. Your liver does prioritize metabolizing the alcohol when you consume it. This yep. can increase fat storage. Alcohol also increases your appetite and lowers inhibitions, making it more difficult to say no to temptation or cravings. Mm -hmm. As you know, alcoholic beverages can be high in calories. They also contain empty calories. There is little to no nutritional value in the alcohol you are consuming. I don't give a shit if you are drinking it with orange juice. It still doesn't have the alcohol itself. You're getting your 100% of your daily vitamin C, but that's about it. Right. The alcohol itself has little to no nutritional value. We've listed the caloric values for some popular drinks in the show notes just so that you are aware. You can screenshot it if you wish. You don't have to even worry about it. Just wanted you to be aware. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about it before. Knowledge is power. G.I. Joe has fucking told us that for years. Um, but, like, we we know that there is better information out there than what we had when we were going through mm -hmm. these situations, you know, when we were social adults in our 20s. So if you're a social adult in your 20s and you're listening to this podcast, we're trying to do you a public service mm. here. <laughs> yes. Learn from our mistakes, please. Um, but yeah, screenshot that shit so that you have it. It's there at meatheadtestkitchen.com. I'll make sure I put it in giant letters so that you can just fill it up on your phone screen and save it. Um, but pre-select your drink of choice. Kind of like when you go in and game plan the buffet line, go check out what the bar has to offer. 
see what you want to drink that night, regardless of calories. If you're craving that pina colada, don't force yourself to have a fucking gin and tonic because it's not going to satisfy you because it's not at all anything like a, a fucking pina colada is pineapple, coconut, and rum. Mm-hmm. A gin and tonic is gin and tonic. That gin is not going to taste anything fucking like a pineapple or a coconut. And your brain is going to be like, bitch, this is not what I fucking want. Mm-hmm. So don't fight it. Don't fucking fight it. If you want the pina colada, have one. Have it. And then have a couple glasses of water and then maybe have your gin and tonic. Mm-hmm. Like, don't sabotage yourself by putting yourself in these fucking stringent rules. Like, well, I'm out tonight and I have to be good. You're a fucking adult that works hard and you're allowed to fucking play hard from time to time from time to time that does not mean all the time (laughs) moderation is your friend but like food you're more likely to overindulge in the thing you're forcing yourself to have when you could have just had the fucking thing you wanted in the first place if you want the square of chocolate just eat the fucking square of chocolate don't make yourself go eat a tomato that tomato isn't that's essentially what you're telling yourself though you're like oh this really good sweet thing that i'm gonna fucking super enjoy or a tomato Right. Well, to me, a gin and tonic is like a tomato. I fucking hate gin. I'm yeah. not a gin person. I know you love gin, and I'm sorry I cannot enjoy it with you, but oh. I do not like gin. I thought you liked gin. No. No? Mm-mm. Oh, I thought you did. Shit. Nope. Did I give you a bottle of fake gin then and think that you wanted gin for your birthday? I think I Other people will drink it. All right. I don't like gin. <laughs> I thought you did for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's. Maybe that's Lou that likes gin. I don't know. Somebody I know, like one of my girlfriends is a big fan of, and I'm just like, oh, it's like licking the bottom of a sink. Yeah, like I it, just dude. I don't like the it smells like pine needles. That too. No thanks. No. So there are always lower calorie options to bring down your, you know, total intake in your drink, just like with any food. Fucking sub it out. Yes, exactly. exactly. And we did mention it already, but drink a glass of water in between your alcoholic drinks. One, it keeps you hydrated because you are currently dehydrating your body. It will probably help with your hangover in the morning. And yes. it also slows down you drinking. So um, I know some people are going to think that's a bad thing, but that is not a bad thing. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> um, but if you don't want to drink, don't. We realize that societally it's more acceptable to overindulge in drinking than to just not drink at all. If you think your friends are going to drink too much or give you shit for not drinking, you can always have a sparkling water with lime and it looks like a gin and tonic. I understand situationally. I'm not going to be like, stop hanging out with those people because I realize that alcohol can make people not be more mean, but they're not as it mindful of your the filter. Fact. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, so, like, it totally gonna, reduces gonna, your filter. Yeah, and if yeah. they're going to give you shit, because they probably will, because they're fr- they're your friends and they're just going to give you shit, you can, I understand that that can also be stressful if you're trying to reduce your alcohol consumption. So if you have to just slap something in your hand that looks like whatever, it's fine. Yeah. You don't and need to explain yourself. And if people are going to give you shit for it and it's going to cause more stress than it's worth, grab something that looks like an alcoholic beverage and don't even worry about it. You don't have to explain yourself to anybody. No. And as someone that has had to go through this, like this was honestly the hardest part about quitting alcohol for me was the social aspect because all of my friends, Phil still drinks. Like I have two six packs of beer in my fridge right now and I don't give a shit. I don't want them. Like it does. I don't have temptation. I don't ever want alcohol anymore except for when I am in a social situation and I cannot be indulging in cannabis. That is really fucking difficult for me mm-hmm. because everybody else is socially getting fucked up and I want to socially get fucked up too, but I can't drink. So it's like, okay, like, 
this is why I started smoking weed when we lived in PR because all my friends drink. All of my friends in Puerto Rico are fucking bartenders. Tell me the irony in that. Mm. So like there was a lot of like, no man, I can't, I would love to do that fucking free shot of Jameson you just put in front of me at the, at the counter, but I can't drink it. And then one night someone was like, bullshit, drink that fucking whiskey. And I did it. And five minutes later, I was thrown up in the bathroom. I'm like, I drank the fucking whiskey. And now you get to go clean up my puke. And he's like, all right, I won't feed you whiskey anymore. I was like, thanks. Like you, sometimes you have to fucking throw yourself under the bus to prove a point if you're me, but, um, like, don't let people pressure you into doing something that you don't really want to do. And I know that sounds like fifth grade fucking dare talk, but seriously, you're a fucking adult. You can make your own decisions. And if it's not going to benefit you in any way, shape or form, and you know that, then don't fucking do it. If it means that you have to be short with somebody and be like, no, I don't want that fucking drink. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to do that because I don't know what it is about being like, your friends believe you, I think, but like part of being, and maybe it's just my friend group, but we're always like, oh, come on, whatever. You're going to fucking do it anyway. We're no, you're going to, you know, it's one of those things. So like that part is really hard to get past and you have to be very firm about it. Um, if you're going to a place that is like a beer bar, like if you're not going to somewhere that you can get mixed drinks, if they have on tap root beer, that shit looks like Guinness in a pint glass and no one's ever going to fucking know. That's what I'd roll and around. It's bar good. With. So if people are giving yeah. you shit for getting root beer, then they don't know how good it is oh, <laughs> fresh root beer on tap it's good always just like remember too, like you're there to have a good time don't deny yourself having a good time because being sociable and having fun is also an essential part of your mental well-being and just being happy like and yeah. go enjoy the things that you're gonna do maybe none of this will work what we talked about today will not none of it will work for you that's fine do whatever you want to do and then start over again tomorrow that's yeah, also an option. Yeah. One fucking day isn't going to ruin you. Exactly. I mean, we'd say not to have like an entire cheat day. So if you are going to, again, prepare the front end, front load your day really well so that you can fuck off at the end of the day. Like that is if you if you take anything from this episode about prepping on how to eat at a party or like how to not, you know, blow your caloric budget, front load your day with a bunch of really great shit so that you can fuck off later. It's the 80-20 mm -hmm. rule. If you're that 80 is in the front part of your day, go enjoy that fucking 20. Seriously. Exactly. Like, don't beat yourself up about it if you had two slices of cake and a fucking empanadilla mm -hmm. and like four shots of rum. Like, it happens. It mm -hmm. fucking happens. You enjoyed yourself and that was the point of going out in the first place, so you fucking succeeded. Pick back up on the rest of your bullshit tomorrow. Hopefully you're not hungover. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Uh, we talk a lot about taking care of your brain muscle here on MTK, and we would like to talk a little bit more about how BetterHelp, that's H-E-L-P, can help you if you're looking for counseling online. It's super convenient. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. It's amazing. I've signed up for it myself. Um, I think that it's super important, especially given the things that we've all had to deal with in the last year to address some of your issues if you're having some. Um, and BetterHelp can definitely assist you with that. Um, you can log on to your account at any time and send a message to your counselor. You get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule a weekly video or phone session so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. No one likes those. Um, waiting for traditional therapy. BetterHelp, that's H-E-L-P, is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if the one that you found just isn't working out for you. Uh, we've talked about that before too. 
finding the right counselor that fits for you to be comfortable with, to talk to um, and talk through some things. It's super important. It's also more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is also available. BetterHelp wants to help you start living a happier life today. You can visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. That's www.betterhelp.com slash reviews. And today you can visit betterhelp.com. That's H-E-L-P slash M-T-K. Um, and you'll get a special offer just by being a listener of Meathead Test Kitchen. You get 10% off of your first month at betterhelp.com slash M-T-K. So if you're in need of a counselor and are seeking professional help, please check out BetterHelp. That's H-E-L-P dot com slash M-T-K and get 10% off of your first month today. Um, but now that you're armed with all these tips, you can pretty much survive any party. Weddings, birthdays, work outings, they don't fucking scare you. And remember, it's okay to make an exception to have that dope ass dessert from the pastry table because you can't cook it yourself. And you don't have to run it all off the next day. Please don't punish yourself for your food choices the day before. That shit is not beneficial to you. It is not healthy for you. And it's not going to get you any farther in your fitness journey than you fucking are right now. That shit is so detrimental and so destructive. And it sets you up for so much failure in the long run. So please don't fucking do it. Enjoy yourself. You've earned it. Exactly. Um, Remember... We're everywhere on social media at Meathead Test Kitchen, except for Twitter, where MTK staff. The show notes, as always, will be at MeatheadTestKitchen.com. If you have any questions or just want to say hello, we are at hello at MeatheadTestKitchen.com is how you can email us. We've got programming at MeatheadAthletics.com, or you can find the link on all of our socials. And we love you very much. Be fucking nice. Have a fucking good time. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy your fucking Christmas party. That shit is like top tier hangouts and even if you don't like your coworkers, bring your partner and go enjoy a good meal for fuck's sake exactly <laughs> me and says kitchen out out join sadie and sasha every monday helping to make your fitness and nutrition journey suck less mtk a huda media production